This is Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and I'd like to welcome you today to our Bible study program, brought to you by the Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, is continuing the study series on Heavenly Authority. Pastor Greg is in the process of making the distinction between the man of God and the prophet of God and drawing the difference between the prophet's words versus the prophet's heart. Last time we saw the example of the prophet Balaam. Today, Pastor will further illustrate the teaching by studying the first king of Israel, Saul. Now let's go into the Sunday service. In today's study, I would like to start by taking another look at Saul in the book of 1 Samuel. Some weeks back, we saw how God chose Saul to be the first king of Israel, and he sent the prophet Samuel to anoint Saul. Let me read from 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 1. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? And Samuel goes on to instruct Saul down in verse 5. After that, you shall come to the hill of God, where the Philistine garrison is. And it will happen, when you have come there to the city, that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with stringed instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them, and be turned into another man. And let it be when these signs come to you, that you do as the occasion demands, for God is with you. So you notice here that Samuel tells Saul that a group of prophets will meet him. Now these prophets have stringed instruments, tambourines, flute, a harp, and they will be prophesying. And this is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And you see how important the stringed instrument, the song, is to be into the presence of the Holy Spirit. You see how important the songs we sing and worship, the music, is to come into the presence of the Lord. And as he meets them, Samuel tells him, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy. When the Holy Spirit comes upon him, there will be the supernatural event. And Saul also will prophesy as the prophets. And he says, you'll be turned into another man. He's going to have a changed heart. He's going to be a different person. He's going to have a changed life. As God anoints him for service as the king of his people, God will make a life change, a personality change in Saul as long as he walks in that anointing. So where the Spirit of God is, there's miracles. Where the Spirit of God is, there's a changed heart, there's a new life. And worship and song are all part of being in the presence of of the Holy Spirit. And Samuel calls this a sign. These are signs. He says, and let it be when these signs come to you that you do as the occasion demands. 
Then we read down in verse 9. So it was, when he had turned his back to go from Samuel, that God gave him another heart, and all those signs came to pass that day. When they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him. Then the Spirit of God came upon him, and he prophesied among them. And it happened when all who knew him formerly saw that he indeed prophesied among the prophets, that the people said to one another, What is this that has come upon the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? And they were astounded at the change. They knew him before, and now they see him, and he's as one of the prophets. And for a time, Saul walked in God's spirit. We read in chapter 11 about the cruel treatment of the Israelites at Jabesh Gilead by the encamping Ammonites. And it says in verse 5 of chapter 11, Now there was Saul coming behind the herd from the field, and Saul said, What troubles the people that they weep? And they told him the words of the men of Jabesh. Then the Spirit of God came upon Saul when he heard this news, and his anger was greatly aroused. So he took a yoke of oxen and cut them in pieces, and sent them throughout all the territory of Israel by the hands of messengers, saying, Whoever does not go out with Saul and Samuel to battle, so it shall be done to his oxen. And the fear of the Lord fell on the people, and they came out with one consent. And they were a great number, and they won a great victory. And Saul won many such victories against Moab and Ammon, Edom, Zobah, and the Philistines. But even though Saul was anointed, even though the Spirit of God came upon him, Saul still had a free will. And he showed disobedience towards God's direction, the direction God gave him through the prophet Samuel, both at Gilgal in chapter 13 and after defeating the Amalekites in chapter 15. And this disobedience showed that he could not be trusted as an instrument of God's will. And so we see Saul begin to actually change for the worse. We see him become a willful, prideful, and arrogant king. And then we read in chapter 15, verse 10, Now the word of the Lord came to Samuel, saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried out to the Lord all night. And Samuel goes to Saul, and we have that famous prophecy down in verse 22. Let me read it to you. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you 
from being king. It wasn't the sacrifice that Saul could make. God wanted obedience. To obey is better than sacrifice. And when we rebel, it is as the sin of witchcraft. And when we're stubborn, and we don't think of this, but when we're stubborn, it says it's a sin like idolatry. And Saul's stubbornness, Saul's pride, Saul's lack of obedience finally leads to the point that he's rejected from being king. Samuel goes off at the Lord's direction and he finds and he anoints David. And you read in chapter 16 how the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. But in chapter 16, verse 14, it says, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing or evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And the servants of Saul said to him, Surely a distressing spirit from God is troubling you. He was troubled by this unclean, this evil spirit that brought about bouts of madness. And his last years were clouded with these bouts of depression and gloom. And it's for that reason that David was brought into Saul's court. And as David would play under God's anointing, the soothing music on his harp, the evil spirit would flee, would depart. And for a time, Saul would be refreshed and restored to sanity. But even that did not last. God takes away his Holy Spirit from Saul. An unclean spirit is allowed to possess Saul. Then we read in 1 Samuel chapter 19, verse 9, Now the distressing or evil spirit from the Lord came upon Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand, and David was playing music with his hand. Then Saul sought to pin David to the wall with the spear, but he slipped away from Saul's presence, and he drove the spear into the wall. So David fled and escaped that night. So even David's music at some point cannot drive away the evil spirit, and Saul is so resentful of David that the resentment and the pride is overwhelming to him that he takes that spear and he tries to kill David and then he pursues David to kill him. And down in verse 19 of chapter 19 we read, Now it was told Saul, saying, Take note, David is in Naoth, in Ramah. Then Saul sent messages to take David. And when they saw the group of prophets prophesying, and Samuel standing as a leader over them, the Spirit of God came upon the messengers of Saul, and they also prophesied. So the messengers that Saul sends out to find David, they're not on a holy mission. And yet when they come into the presence of the prophets, just being among the prophets, it's as though the Spirit of God washes over them too. And they prophesy. So just by being in the presence of these prophets, the Spirit of God comes upon the messengers, and they also prophesied. Verse 21, And when Saul was told, he sent other messengers, and they prophesied likewise. Then Saul sent messages again the third time, 
and they prophesied also. So it happens three times. Then verse 22, Then he, Saul, also went to Ramah, and came to the great well that is Seku. So he asked and said, Where are Samuel and David? And someone said, Indeed, they are at Naoth in Ramah. So he went there to Naoth in Ramah. Then the Spirit of God was upon him also, and he went on and prophesied until he came to Naoth and Ramah. And he also stripped off his clothes and prophesied before Samuel in like manner, and lay down naked all that day and all that night. Therefore they say, is Saul also among the prophets. The power of God comes even upon Saul. Is Saul also among the prophets? Even Saul prophesied. We love to hear from our listening audience, so if you have any comments or words of encouragement, please send them along to us. Also, may I ask you to prayerfully consider supporting our church's evangelical outreach. Please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. We would also like to extend an invitation for you to join us for Sunday service if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area. Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of Sheer Jashub.